Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Happy Friday, Freckled Foodie family. Today, we are joined in person. That is a big fucking deal by Zaheer Carrington, who is a good friend of mine, my sister and brother-in-law's best friend, a wedding officiant, and a college rival because he went to the school that shall not be lamed. Fuck Lehigh. Um, he is low-key a member of the USA three-on-three national team and hopefully heading to the Olympics in 2021 in Tokyo, assuming that they are a go, we shall all see and wait and just stay updated on that situation. Um, He's an incredible guy. I am so grateful to call him a friend. He's really just the nicest person in the world. Today's episode, we dive into a lot of just like three on three basketball, because like I'm just kind of confused, like what, how it even happened. It became a thing. Um, But also really like the ability to maintain a passion project like he's doing on the side by like low-key being in the fucking Olympics while also working in the corporate world and what that takes and, you know, what's really important when you're trying to have a passion project on the side, how to make both aspects of your life work. We talk a lot about this past year and the effect it's had on our mental health and especially with the Olympics being postponed and what does that even look like? We dive into so much. Um, and then, of course, we close with his ice cream wars, which like you guys have to just you, you, once you listen, you have to go watch everything because it's hilarious. So without further ado, here is Zaheer Carrington, who, by the way, I also call Z throughout the episode. So it's the same person, Zaheer Z, just a nickname. Guys, I'm so excited because we are doing an in-person interview and... I can't fucking believe it. Z, you are the first one I'm interviewing in person in the past year other than my mom. Wow, that's exciting. I was, I was excited to do this in person as well. You threw out the Zoom option and I was like, ah, like <laughs> let's, I'll, I'll come on down. Well, I forgot, A, I forget that like now that we're getting vaccinated and like both of us are fully vaccinated, yeah. I forgot that like these are now options again, which yeah. is something I'm dealing with, like re-entering the real world in general, but I forgot that you were vaccinated. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh my God, would you would you come down here? That would make my day. I, I texted Maddie and I said, I'm so excited. I'm doing an in-person interview and it will finally feel normal again. Same for me. It was like, I was like, okay, I got a reason to like put on some decent clothes <laughs> and like something to add to the calendar. I spilled coffee on myself already though. You look so. great. I'm loving Thanks. your jean jacket look. <laughs> um, I know I'm like in my only t-shirt that fits me. 
I'm I have like one maternity tee, and I found a pair of sweatpants that I like, and I ordered them in four different colors. I love so it. So that's my maternity look. Love that for you. Um, thank you so much. So before we dive into everything that I want to discuss today, I do want to shout out that we are friends, but you also are my sister and brother-in-law's best friend. And my mom is like, you have to make sure that everyone knows he officiated their wedding. She's like, I feel like that would be a great topic. I'm like, mom, I don't think many people care about like him officiating. I think he has a lot more to talk about. But you did officiate their wedding. I did. One of the prouder moments of my life. I was still, I'm still shocked they asked me to do that. But You were so good. Well, thank you. I feel like I was very close to them, so it made it easy. Like, I've yeah. like, literally from day one, like, first date, I remember, you know, Carl coming and talking about meeting Maddie. So it felt easy to, to speak on in, in front of everyone. Yeah, and we great. had a friend do ours, too. And, it, it like, if you choose a friend that's really close with both of you, it's so, so easy. I think what her... Oh, you Emily? talked to Emily. Yes, yeah, Emily. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, She helped me a little bit with uh, when I was writing, you know, my parts and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, shout out to Emily. She was yeah. great, too. I lo- I really love that movement of having friends do it. It just feels so much more personal, especially as like for me, I'm a non-religious person. Like Same. I would not feel connected. Um, also, you had your wedding the last weekend that the world was normal because I was wow. on that bachelorette trip that weekend. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah at the same in hotel, Miami, the at the same wow. hotel. Literally, Maddie, and we're all sitting down, <laughs> and Maddie's like, "Yeah, so we're going to Miami next week." And I was like, "Oh, I forgot you're going to Miami next week." And I was like, "Wait, I'm going to Miami next week." And Carl's like, "How have you two not discussed this?" And I said, "Where are you staying?" And she told me the hotel, and I was like, "Wait, I think that's where I'm I staying." I think I saw you briefly too. I don't know if we yeah, were like I saw on you our, when yeah. you were on your way out for something. I saw like them a lot, but I saw you and AK when you guys were like leaving the hotel for something wow, but yeah. we were all at the same hotel and that was the last weekend that the world was aren't well, you glad world, you spent it in miami like you know like it's my first time not there. knowing what like what was coming <laughs> but like to be able to have a fun bachelorette weekend or like a wedding like you I, guys really got it in at the last possible oh time my God. and it was a ball too so it, it all worked out perfectly like yeah the destination everyone managed to go home mostly healthy and stuff too so that was good well we were just so naive and innocent at the time i remember we were flying without masks we were in clubs i was like you know crowded as hell i'm pretty sure one of actually emily we're pretty sure had covid (laughs) that week um now looking back we were like oh you were so sick you had an awful cough all this stuff but that was the last weekend that was normal for us in over a year so you really had the like final final yeah i mean we came back from our honeymoon on Friday the 13th, Friday, yeah. March 13th, and we landed back in New York, and that was, like, the day, like, it all changed. I feel like we got, like, pushed into a reality TV show. It's like, okay, you get married, and now you are in quarantine for the next right. year. Like, how are you going to survive? How has that been? <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, struggles that all of us are dealing with uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, but, um, you know, I married my best friend, so, like, we've had yeah. a ton of fun, and for me, it's actually slowed down life a lot, because I wasn't traveling as much. So being able to be home, be together, um, spend a summer in New York, like I haven't done that for a long time, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it wasn't quite the normal New York summer. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's a lot of positives, too. It was, a, it was a ball. I think it's so interesting because spending that much time with one other person can be really difficult. Yeah. And Joe and I talked about this a lot. I think it's a very big test for relationships of either like we made the right decision. Thank God. Like, yeah. I love you. You're my person. I have fun with you. Or like, I think I'm ready to kill you, which <laughs> I know like a lot of people experience. And I keep saying to Joe, I'm so grateful that I feel the same way I married my best friend. Like, yeah, 
through the ups and the downs that we've experienced this year just as a country and a world mm-hmm. he's been like my one stable yeah. like person and person I have fun with and like I also think that a lot of people feel they've lost their work-life balance during this year working from home. And I almost think he's gained a work-life balance in a weird way, which has been incredible for us. That's great. And I just feel so grateful, similarly to you. I'm just like, the reassurance of, even though I already knew, but like you are my person. Yep. Yeah. And it's a great feeling too, you know, Mm -hmm. because like... To feel like, especially early on, I know you guys have been married for a couple of years, but not a ton longer than no, enough. No, like, like two, I think. Yeah, but like that early in your marriage, you've gone through something really hard together. Yes. And like, it kind of like cements some of that foundation for the rest of your life too. Like we, we've made it through that. We made it through 2020 <laughs> together. Like I think that, you know, that counts for something. Yes. Um, yeah. And just like, there's just sweet moments that you don't necessarily think about. Like, you know, I know you guys were living with your parents for a mm-hmm. while and like, well, I'm sure that comes with its own set of challenges. Yes. Like, that's a really <laughs> special thing, too, to be able, mm-hmm. you know, at the age that our parents are, to be able to, like, spend a prolonged amount of time together, um, you know, with your family and just be able to disconnect from work in different mm-hmm. ways, um, especially early on. So, I don't know. I, I look at that. I try to, like, see the positives, be that yeah. annoying optimist. But. No, I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. I'm a realistic person, but I also try to totally. focus on yeah. the, like, upsides of things because otherwise it can be so for sure depressing. but 2020 was some shit like yeah. let's, let's be clear like it was not all chill but yeah so this year you mentioned obviously you're traveling less mm-hmm. so you're a member of the usa three on three like national team, team. national Correct. team yep. like yep. big fucking deal yeah. i have a few questions yeah shoot. also i forgot to mention that you went to the school that shall not be named um <laughs> We're just going to, like, pretend like you didn't go there. but We're mending wounds here. <laughs> Can you explain just, like, briefly, like, when did 3-on-3 become a thing? Also, like, is it, as a basketball player, how different is it for you than, like, typical basketball? Like, yeah. I, just where did this even come from? So, like, this is, this is a very valid question, first of all, because 3-on-3 was not even a thing to me, like, five years ago. Like, this was, this kind of came out of nowhere to me and, like, upended my life for the better. So, so I'll get started. Like, 3-on-3 um, basketball was proposed as a new Olympic discipline back in, like, 20, 2012, 2013. Okay. Um, and that's a long process to, like, have sports added to the Olympics. Right. That, you know, that happens every you know, four or so years, but it usually takes almost 10 years for them to get at it. Like this year, breakdancing is going to be a sport at the Summer what? Olympics. Yeah. Oh my God. Breakdancing, surfing, skateboarding. Like, so they add a few, you know, sports and disciplines every few years. Um, so three on three got proposed uh, back in like 2012, 2013 or so. And from there, like the, you know, there was very grassroots um, organization that started to happen around it where more events would start to happen, like trying to teach the sport X, Y, and Z. I started playing in 2017. Uh, my roommate at the time, who is also kind of connected to you guys, Craig Moore, he went to Lawrenceville, so he yeah. knows, like, I think he went to co- high school with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he had been playing for a few years, and he was like, hey, like, do you want to play in this event? It's a national championship. like, And it was just a tournament, you know? So my first time playing, we won this event, and we became the national team in 2017. What? Yeah, you play this event like 
it feels like because when people think basketball, I think like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, they think of like Olympics, like these big name guys. But, um, you know, kind of the Olympics at its core is like many amateurs, people totally. that like work nine to five jobs, but like have a, a passion for, uh, you know, a decathlon or, mm-hmm. um, you know, cross country skiing or something like that. And they train in their free time and right. outside but we of like, see the, like basketball team and the gymnastics. Yeah. Like in my mind, that's the Olympics. The like Olympics. Simone Biles and LeBron. Yeah. And there's, and there's very few sports where like, you can be a, a full time, 100% professional um, playing an Olympic sport. Most Olympians, like I said, like they have other jobs, other responsibilities, mm-hmm. things like that. So this kind of falls on that side. But um, in 2017, we became the national champions, which was awesome. Uh, from there, we got to play in like the World Cup, you know, similar, you know, soccer World Cup. They have one for, for three-on-three basketball as well, traveled to France and, um, you know, got to compete, represent our country then and have been doing that for the last four or five years or so. Um, and in 2017, it got announced officially that three on three basketball will be a part of the 2020 Olympic Games. So yeah. from there, like there was just a groundswell of attention around it. And like it became like, OK, like who are these guys? Like, why aren't NBA right. players playing? Um, and so, you know, and we play similarly to like the NBA where NBA is you know, the NBA, like everyone yes. knows. And then they, <laughs> they choose the top players from that to represent on the U.S. Olympic team. So for three-on-three basketball, we play under FIBA. It's like our NBA. And they're like the governing body. We have events that are hosted around the world um, from April to October, November every year. It's more like the, the, um, the layout or format of like pro golf or tennis. Okay. Where we play in events that are weekend-long events. We play for prizes, 40, 50, you know, up to $100,000, you know. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely <laughs> some money coming into it. And, um, you know, we travel for that, like, six months or so. And, like, similarly, like I said, they pick some of the top players that play in the FIBA circuit to then be on the USA team, which is where I fall and land now. Like, not a big deal. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> and then they pick the top players to go to the Olympics, and I was just one of them. So... Yeah. incredible yeah. like I hope that makes sense I know no, it does yeah, make sense. Okay, yeah. I'm honestly like just even for me like my husband you know Joe played yeah. basketball in college like even just someone who's like involved in sports aware of the basketball world to then when I was first introduced to like you playing three on three I'm like what the fuck is three on three like, I know <laughs> I think of almost like now NHL overtime Time, they're doing yeah. three and three so I have a few questions a like ha- was there a push to try and get NBA players to take your guys' spots in the Olympics? Always. It's like the imminent. Still yeah, going it's just on? like this like imminent thing where like everybody's like, who are these guys? And also like I you know, I'll be honest, like we don't like for some of us like on our team, we don't always necessarily like, look the part. Like guys are between <laughs> their thirties to like like, you know, young thirties, all very good players, but you know, my teammates, we went to Princeton and Lehigh and Brown and, you know, schools like that where it's not the, the typical powerhouses. Right, you're not coming out of, like, Duke Kansas. in Kansas yeah. or Texas or something like that. But also, three-on-three, three, it's, it's a different sport than five-on-five. Five. It's, it's still basketball. There's some similarities, but, like, the skill set, the the flow, the style of pace and game is different. The right. rules are different. So while NBA players would definitely be, you know, some of them would transfer and be really good at this, there are some that have played and they, and they aren't, aren't very good. The conditioning is different. The, sure. Like the skill set that you need to be good at are different. So like 
it's not such a direct transfer. And then also, too, like any other sport, like experience is probably the biggest thing. So, like, if guys aren't playing as consistently, um, you know, the time that we've put in for the last five years or so has really helped us to excel and become one of the top teams in the world um, at this sport. I feel like it would almost fuck up their NBA game. It Like, potentially, if they started doing it. Yeah. I, I would love... Maybe one day this will happen, or maybe it's even happened, but for you guys to play a 3 out 3 game against NBA so players. So we have. I mean, so there's, you know, there's different guys who, like, funnel in and out of the sport at different points, too. Yeah. So we played against NBA guys. Actually, last year we went and trained. We did, like, um, like during their training camp, the Denver Nuggets. We went out there and we played them. Um you know, in three on three, their coach thought like it was something cool, yeah. like a different way to train and for them to get ready for the season. And so we we beat those guys for the first like two or three games. And then like once they kind of start getting start it, to adapt. yeah. <laughs> and also like you know these guys are seven foot one and like well, yeah. the best players in the world, and for a reason. You know what I mean? Like we are very like self aware of our you know game, and and we take pride in being really good at three on three. But also these guys are NBA for a well, reason. There's a so. difference. Like there's a reason they're in the NBA. Yeah. Also, I can't speak to your teammates, but I feel like you pretty, you do look the part like even Carl was saying they were recently at the hotel in New York City and he sent us a photo that like they the Knicks were doing their COVID testing oh, yeah, at their yeah, hotel yeah. and I was like Carl you could so easily just like <laughs> sneak on in there with your height and build like, yeah so my other question a lot of people ask me a lot about like when I was still working at JP Morgan and I had started mm. Freckled Foodie and we talked about this a little bit before we started, but like you knew me back then. Yep. You've, you've seen this entire thing from the beginning. Congratulations. Thank you. Boss moves. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people have like passion projects on the side, but they're yep. still managing a corporate, like you can quote unquote nine to five. I don't think that exists really anymore, but you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and for, it just blows my mind that you're doing all this. Like you're going to the Olympics in Tokyo <laughs> in what, a month? Two, uh, two months? Yeah, in uh, July. Okay, so a few months. Yet you still are working in like medical device sales, correct? Yep. So how the hell do you manage those two lives? It's uh, it's tricky. I will say that. Um, so luckily, I have a lot of flexibility with my like my nine to five job or like my job in medical device sales. It's great. Um, so I work in medical device sales for a company where we sell uh, surgical devices specifically for uh, urologists and gynecologists and OB. So that's why we get into a lot of pregnancy talk sometimes. Yeah. Um, but what's great about my job is that like I don't go into an office. My car is very much my office and I cover all the hospitals within the five boroughs in Long Island. So like I have a lot of just autonomy and like okay. flexibility. My boss lives in down in the DC area. So I'm not like meant to check in every day or anything like that. You kind of very much like manage your own territory, yeah. it's your own business. And however you decide to do that, as long as you're like hitting, you know, your sales numbers, you're good. And I do really well at my job and stuff. Like I, I love what it. I do. Uh, I'm very passionate about, you know, helping women um, with intimate healthcare needs and stuff too. So like, I, you know, I, I'm passionate about what I do, number one. I think it starts there. If you have, a, like, a passion Agreed. for both things, um, you kind of make it work and you figure it out. And so I've been really lucky in that regard. Um, also, my wife, she holds me down and, like, makes it possible for me to be able to manage both things and travel and train and things like that. So um, it's tough, for sure, but I think it just kind of, like, makes you more efficient with your time and more focused with, you know, the time you have available. Um, I agree. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely not easy. The, the early morning training and shit like that is it's well, a lot. <laughs> it's, I'm, I can only fathom. And I think what you said is so important. It's like if you're passionate about both, you will make it work. And like 
that's honestly why I ended up leaving because like I wasn't passionate Passion about, about JP like at all. I loved my team and I like it was fun, but I was not passionate about the product whatsoever. Like I had yeah. zero fucking interest in a municipal bond. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, had I been, I'm sure I would have stayed longer and like tried to make it work. But I think that that's something people forget. It. it I yeah. think there's. It's twofold because I think there's such a push right now to like follow your dreams, do what you want to do. You know, everyone should be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't think it's the right lifestyle for everyone whatsoever. I I disagree as well. Especially right now as I'm dealing, you know, I've been very transparent about this on my platform of like benefits. Like I was looking into paid family leave through the state. Like, you know, things that you take for granted working Mm -hmm. in a corporate world that just aren't there for entrepreneurs necessarily. That's Um, real. And that transparency so is, yeah, that's important because everyone, you know, like it's, we live in a culture now where, like you said, people it's are glamorized. like, yeah, it's glamorized and people push it. I think that people should like look to pursue those passions and stuff, but like make it work for you. Like, yeah. and for me, like what's, what's been able to work is that my, the company I work for, they know that like what I'm pursuing as far as trying to get to the Olympics and mm-hmm. representing and playing three on three. And they're like, Hey, like do that for as long as you can. And yeah. like we'll support that, and like you know what that looks like too for me. Like we played in uh, Qatar last week. I know you were like, I just can't have the interview next week. I'm in Qatar. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> so I was in Qatar for a tournament, and you know it's two a.m. and I had to still not I had to, but like I hosted a you know a, a work call at two a.m. local time in Qatar, seven mm-hmm. p.m. back here on the East Coast. And so while that's like tough, you know, they support me and like kind of chasing my dreams. So like it kind of helps me, you know, want to work just totally. as hard for them. And like they make it work for me. So like I try to show up and still make it work for them. And I and like you said, the benefits like, you know, my I have a, a free car through my job right. and like in New York, which is amazing. You know, yeah, amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um it just allowed me to maybe get vaccinated like yeah. way before everyone else. Like there's a lot of different little perks and things like that. So, um, you know, I bust my ass on, on both ways. And also it's just, I don't know, it's just me. Like I've always like tried to have a lot of different interests and passions mm-hmm. and stuff. So, And I also think work ethic is a huge part of this. Like, you totally. know, people are like, how did you, how did you start your account when you were still working full time? Like, how did you make the, take the leap? And it, it seems very glamorous to some from an outside perspective to like, run your own business and be a content creator but I really try to peel back the like curtain on that because it's not always glamorous and like when I was at JP I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to like make sure I had like content prepared so that I could just hit post while I was at my desk I wasn't like typing stuff out I would just hit one button and you know still fitting in my personal life like you you do have to put in the extra work to try to make these things happen I think there's a misunderstanding that like they just get handed to you because you want to do something. Yeah. Or like people like show how to make it easy, but that doesn't like, it takes a while to get good at things. I think, you know, more than anything else, experience is always the best teacher for many people. Mm -hmm. So like, you got to like dive in feet first. I'm sure there's like, there's shit that you did, you know, in the first year or so that you like are no longer doing now. And like, (laughs) everything's changed for me when I compare it to the first year. Like even at the beach, like I would make all these (laughs) breaks, I would get up when I was still at JP Morgan, I would spend the weekend at my parents' beach house. Friday, I would like get all of these groceries delivered to my parents' house. I would like prepare all of these like meals in these like plastic containers I had ordered. Saturday, I would like do all this stuff at like five thirty in the morning, and then I would just hand out breakfast <laughs> to people on the street. 
like to get my name out there. That's which, awesome, though. Y- yes, it was great, and it was yeah. like I now have built a really cool like community in Bayhead, the beach that my parents are at, because like people were like, "Oh my god, I remember when you were handing out your breakfast like three years ago," and That's then like awesome. a woman allowed me to sell in front of her store, and it was great. And again, it's like exposure and yeah. experience, and also made me realize that like I don't want to be in like the food prep space. However. Like I would never be doing that now. Like you, you do something yeah, in the very beginning and you evolve. Absolutely, um, and also like respect to you though, because like that's what it takes when you're like grinding something out. Like you're like you're starting from ground zero in this this new thing. Like while you you know you have something to say, you have a platform that you want to kind of to grow and more people you want to connect with. It's just like anything else. Like in sports, like you're starting at the ground level. Yeah. You have to like earn and like work your way up to you know the point now where different partnerships with people like you've kind of got your content down you got different Mm -hmm. people you bring on that want to connect with you and your community so you know it's the grind it it is the grind and it's been a fucking journey (laughs) do you feel pressure to like be more on social media in your role because like if i think about some athletes like some are so so active on social media and like i don't really know how much that maybe it gets important brand stuff i don't know like i don't think it makes you a better athlete but like, is that something that you consider? I definitely do. I, You've I definitely got a good feel following. Like, I do, and like you know, people that follow me like rock with me. But at the same time, too, like I'm, I'm very reluctant with it. I don't know why. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty shy. Like people, like I am very extroverted when I like need to be. And You're stuff. like Joe. But yeah, but I'm also like pretty like shy and laid back, and I love like, you know, I say this like not boastingly, but I have a great life. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a ball with my wife all the time. Like, family's great. A ton of really good friends and stuff. And, like, usually when I'm in those moments, I'm, like, I'm trying to be present. Also, like, like sometimes I like to post things. And, like, I don't necessarily even want, like, any comments back. So I post things. And then next thing I have, like, 55 DMs. Yeah, and like, you have to respond to them. Yeah, and, like, that makes me just anxious. Like, I have unread DMs. So, like, I apologize to any friends that might be listening to this. It's not, like, I like I really, I truly get, like, overwhelmed sometimes I'm going to show you my DMs when you leave. Oh, I can't, like, I can only imagine. Like, that's why, like, I, I really do. I admire how, like, number one, I think transparent, honest, and authentic. Thank like, you. you are with all the, the stuff that you put out, especially within the last year or so when, like, there's just some really heavy topics and things like that and like to not shy away from to mm-hmm. lean in be vulnerable um and for me like you know i i, I enjoy those things but i just i can't i'm not the person to engage in them constantly so like i definitely think it's cost me it's some in some different ways um different like partnerships and things like that because i'm not as active on social but um i think it gives me a, a decent amount of peace of mind so i like kind of just jump in and jump out from time to time but but i will say like you any aspect of life you can be like oh well if I was doing that and like I feel this way with like TikTok for instance Mm -hmm. like I joked around on TikTok I ended up growing this like weirdly big following on TikTok because of a video videos of my mom that like went viral in Florida we talked about this before we got on Cindy's a star (laughs) um but like that's not the content I want to be producing also like I don't even fucking live with my mom all the time (laughs) so like people are commenting where's Cindy I'm like I'm almost 30 years I don't live with my mom mom, that was a pandemic situation and I'm grateful for but like I can't post her all the time I don't live with her so for me part of me thinks like and I I have this conversation a lot with a few of my friends in the space I'm like I know that if I put more effort into TikTok and I really like cared about it and I tried like I don't think it's a one-for-one follower when it comes to Instagram but it definitely brings people to your platform for sure So part of me feels that way, but then the other part of me is like, but 
if I don't enjoy doing it, like why, why push it? Like if you focus on what you enjoy doing and like you said, you have a great life, like especially social media can bring a lot of fucking opinions. Yeah. A lot of opinions. And if you're like, well, you're clearly doing a great job in both (laughs) your realms of like work. Why add something that like could potentially bring more stress and less joy just because you feel like you might have to be doing it. And I think that's important for anyone who has even a passion project. It's like follow the stuff that like you care about and makes you happy because that's where you're going to find success. Exactly. I I can't agree with that more. Like you, you got to have the passion behind it. And that's the other thing too. Like it takes time to be good. Like I don't, like I don't uh, just take for granted, like, you know, someone like you puts out a ton of content or like, um, one of my buddies, uh, Ocho System, he's like become this really big trainer, like Nike training master oh, I trainer. Oh, Ocho System. Yeah, Joe. Joe yeah. Holder, yeah. Um, but like, I, then I've known Joe like for years. Uh, he's one of fraternity brother of mine too. But like, I look at some Wait, people. Wait, did he go to Lehigh too or no? No, he's he went to frat. Penn. He okay, went to okay. Penn, but he went, he's in my frat. Um, but I look at you guys and I'm like, I see like how much content goes out. And like, it's a lot. That's work. It's not like a just, you know, people think that like, oh, like you're just flipping your phone around. I'm like, no. Like, I think the other day you posted something where uh, I think think you like had to press the timer with oh my god in my bathroom yes (laughs) but i like that like secrets reveal because i look at all the shit that people put out and i'm like how did they like who's holding this camera like i don't even know these devices exist so like you know i'm probably just ill-equipped to even go into that realm i just (laughs) i connect with people when i'm when i'm able to and i appreciate them like following the journey and staying you know close to it but i think 99 percent of my content is my self-timer and my tripod or no 90 percent nine percent is lucy taking the photo and one percent is joe <laughs> because is like a lot of women or influencers whatever have partners who are like involved behind the scenes yeah. honestly a lot of influencers now i was just having this conversation with joe a lot of influencers partners are now starting to work for them yeah because they're doing so well and they have tactics that they can bring yeah, yeah, yeah. i joked to joe i was like what would you bring to the table if I grew so much that I was that it made sense for you to work with me? He's like, Cammy, nothing I do is <laughs> equipped for your world. He's not on social media. Like well, he He's is, a mystery man. He has like two photos on his camera. I swear to God, his phone has no pictures. Like it's just so comical. So whenever I ask him to take a photo, it like has to be quick, otherwise it's like this isn't working here. I get it. Um but I agree. Yes, it's a lot, a lot of work behind the scenes that I think is just like very much overlooked. And I think for you, you're doing an incredible job and you're following what you're passionate about. So like, why add something that yeah, maybe, maybe brings you a brand deal down the road? But like, yeah. is that brand deal really going to make the biggest difference in comparison to like yeah, making yourself do something you don't love? Yeah, that. Yeah, I just need the peace of mind. I don't know. Keep it simple. So. With the Olympics coming up, mm-hmm. how has that been in the past? I know we talked about 2020 in general, but like, what was that like when you guys found out that they were postponed? Like, this whole year has been, I'm sure, what if? Is it going to happen? And like, now you're training for a whole nother year. Like, what did that even look like? Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 all been really up in the air. And I, I think it is still somewhat even to some degree for this upcoming yeah. year, like where they're planned. Um, but it's very much like you're like day to day waiting to hear about it because like you start to understand like all these bigger things at play like you know now there's going to be no um no fans allowed from other right. countries and things like that and so is AK you know, still gonna go no she, i mean she wouldn't even she necessarily be able to um and you i know maddie was so mad 
I know. Because they were supposed to go to the original ones. I know. Like, I mean, there's so many people, like, that just want to go to the Olympics. And obviously, if you know someone that's going to be there, like, you know, potentially be there, whatever, like, it's, you you want to be there to support. And they, um, you know, Japan has made it so that they don't want outside people coming into their country, obviously, Mm -hmm. because of, like, COVID for all the different reasons. And we're like the world's like ratchet cousin, like when it comes to COVID. <laughs> we're the world's <laughs> so, ratchet cousin when it comes to fucking everything. everything. Yeah. So like everything. we're not like so gung ho to just like open their borders up to like the United States and all these other countries. Meanwhile, Anyways. we're like close the borders. It's like, bitch, no one wants us. No one wants us. Yeah. Like how about that? Um, and so like even now, like, you, but that affects the economics of the whole like Olympics right. and like, there's not the same, um, you know, value in even like having it to, I think, the people in Tokyo. Now, like, obviously, I think the world wants to see the Olympic Games and like, I think it would be like a big moment of healing, but like, the economics behind it have, are not quite the same. So, like, and now we're seeing in different places, like, numbers continue to rise. Right. And like, another thing that people don't necessarily understand when think about the Olympics is like all the trials and events that ha- need to happen to lead up to it. So like because COVID hit like last spring, so many of those track and field, uh, like running, swimming, even for us, like there was, um, you know, supposed to be a, a three on three qualifying event that happened last May. They got canceled and still it hasn't happened yet. So there's a lot of sports where athletes still need to qualify to even be able to play and participate in oh July. And because you have athletes coming from all over the world, different restrictions at different points in different countries, it's becoming really difficult. Um, you know, and even some of the rules, like last week when I went to Qatar, we needed to, we were bubbled and quarantined for a week. We needed a negative test within two days before we left, a negative test when we landed, um, and then being quarantined for three days prior to that, I mean, prior to competition. So, like, it, you know, it makes it expensive for people to host these events. There's just a lot of different, like, mm-hmm. it's layers. layers to it. So, like, um, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed they even happen this year. I think there's a good chance, but also I don't think that, you know, I think that the limits being canceled is still a possibility this mm-hmm. year, unfortunately. So um, just trying to take it day by day and like control what I can control. I over the last year stayed in shape as best I could working out virtually working out, uh, you know, outside and things like that. But like more than anything, it's like taking care of my mental, too, because it was just it was a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and as much as I wanted to be able to like train every day and like keep my normal routine, shit wasn't normal. So like. Mm-hmm. You know, just like worried about like waking up, staying positive, moving my body, you know what I mean? Somewhat meditating a lot more, things like that to kind of keep me solid, you yes. know, um, just as a person before even like as an athlete. It's the year of adapting. Yeah. This whole year has like really, I mean, I was such a like routine oriented, like my anxiety is a, it, it funnels into a lot of need to control because I yeah. get so overwhelmed by like lack of control or the fear of the unknown. And like, even what we were talking about with apartment stuff, like for me, this is like so triggering. Cause I'm like, but we had a plan and yeah. now it's not working. And like the baby's coming. So it's the, again, what you said is like, you have to focus on what you can control. Yeah. Um, mental health has been a huge thing this year of like what we can try to focus on mm-hmm. something i very openly like to discuss and i just have to ask some curious how do you what yeah. meditation practice do you use uh, i like the calm app okay uh that's a big go-to for me uh i've learned some different like just breathing exercises through my therapist too mm-hmm. so um which also helps a lot with uh with athletics too like totally. i've learned how to be able to get my my heart rate down very quickly you know it's so like when you're in competition 
a couple of like breathing exercises that help me get my heart rate not quite to resting, but within like five or ten seconds, be able to kind of bring it down and yeah. go to a free throw line or something. Um, so yeah, mostly just those so some breathing exercises through my uh, through my therapist, and then calm calm's great. Yeah, I do like box breath work every once in a while. Like okay. the, I'm sure it's one of the ones you like breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale yes, for yeah, four, yeah. like remain exhaled for four, breathe in, whatever. Um, when I'm like verge of panic. Yeah. But I think I just love hearing you like just talk about even just mentioning meditation, mentioning therapy, yeah, yeah. because I think there's a stigma around it, but especially for males. For sure. And like I think we're finally opening up the conversation for females and I think the male conversation is lagged. And Joe is someone that like I've always wanted I started meditating three years ago and like the second I started I was like Joe you have to do this you have to do it. like you would love it you would love it it would help you so much blah 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 but like you can't force someone to do it no and he I finally like pulled back and I was like if he wants to do it he'll do it and he started meditating on his own and I say this <laughs> to him every like all the time this past year especially it's been so obvious really like his meditation practice has completely changed him and I say all the time for anyone who's listening that happens to be a male, like there's nothing sexier than a man meditating. Like I, I Joe came home from bachelor trip once and was like, oh my God, I forgot to meditate. I forgot to, uh, uh, I didn't meditate today. I'm going to go do it quickly for 10 minutes. I was like, who are you? I love you so much. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I, I started noticing it in myself as well. Like, you know, like once I wasn't doing it, I feel like my days were kind of like in disarray or I felt like I would get like more anxious more quickly and like... Right. Those that feeling of like losing control, but um, yeah, I highly recommend it to everyone. I, I also just you know I think like you said that like the conversation is starting to evolve. Uh, like this past week, me and a bunch of my teammates were talking about you know different ones of us like see a therapist and like mm-hmm. things that we've done you know to manage over the last year and like what that feels like, what that looks like. Um, so I think that there's a lot of, of really great champions that are coming to the forefront that are athletes now. There's a big, yeah. you know, mental health push, which I think is helpful. Um, but, you know, I recommend it to everyone. We all need to take care of ourselves yes. in all the ways. Especially as an athlete, like you're doing so much for your physical body, like constantly. Think about how many times you work out. Like you need to exercise yeah. your brain and like Absolutely. rest your brain. Like it's just, it's the most important it's not, it's not a muscle, but like, yeah. kind of. It like, if you be, think of it, is it? Yeah. it? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> what? I feel like it has to be an, I not an so. organ. I feel like it is. It's one of the two. I'll fact either check way, this. It's important. Uh, either way, it's the most important, like, muscle to strengthen. We'll use it in that terminology. I agree. Um, well, thank you so much for being on here. I actually never yeah. even asked you the success question, but whatever. This is the second time I've done this. I just We dive into good convo, and I don't want to disrupt it. No, no, But no, I no, do right. have to ask to yeah. close what would be the three ways to your heart through food? Wow, the three ways through my heart, to my heart through fruit. Um, so first of all, I have to say, I am so lucky and fortunate because I have two of the best cooks uh, between my wife and my mom. So I've been like very blessed to have some great food throughout all of my life. Shout out AK's bread. Shout out AK's bread. My <laughs> wife is an avid baker. Um, love that about her so okay the way through my heart through fruit i like i like some of like the classics like the homey stuff so like when i think of like heart food i think like lasagna like mm. something warm mm-hmm. cheesy like you share with a lot of people family um also uh, this is like a little unorthodox but like i fucking love wings like i like, love, I love wings Football Sundays, like also an Eagles fan. Um, Go Birds. I think like Wojis or like Blue Haven yes. and like just some really good wings, crispy, saucy. Did you used to go to the Buffalo Wild Wings near, or I guess it was closer to Lafayette than Lehigh. 
Yeah, no, but yeah, but like that was the best we way to used work to go out there. Yeah, yeah out there. get beat ups for sure. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, um, it's a little, it's like a funny one, but I love like a good summer salad. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, holy shit. <laughs> we have to talk about the ice cream feud. Oh, Before shit. we go, we have yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so anyone. Oh, man. Okay, so everyone <laughs> has to go watch. You have it on your highlights yeah, on Instagram. It, yeah. What is your, your composite? What's your? Okay. I'll put it in the show notes. His Instagram handle. You have to go look. Basically, Z (laughs) was pissed that all of these new ice creams are expensive. Is that safe to say? So, yes. And it's fair point. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) Number one, I got to say as a disclaimer, I know you love Van Loon. Yeah. And I do love it. Like they came to your wedding Uh, with ice cream truck. So like I'm not going to sully the good name of Van Loon. No, you can say your opinion just because I love them doesn't mean you have to. The thing was though, like it's never that I didn't like Van Loon's ice cream. That is not up for debate. They have wonderful ice cream, Mm -hmm. you know, dairy free, vegan, all that stuff. The problem was or is (laughs) that in my local grocery store, it's like $13 for a pint. No, it's absurd egregious like absurd the most like obscene and i was just like so you know i I started getting like planted oat ice cream which i found out be also really good and so like i just kind of like tongue-in-cheek posted like planet oat better than van lewin and like i think it's up for debate to be honest i responded and i was like you're dead to me (laughs) yeah like like, but i just like you know there's other options out there and like and then van lewin i I think they they replied back to me or something they did yeah so they replied back to me and they were like i don't know something to the effect of like you know why don't you like ice cream i don't know and i was just sent them i was like because it's like 12.99 13.99 like this is absurd like we're in a pandemic yeah i mean like we need you guys supporting the people right now. We need our ice cream. What I also love, sorry, but that you were like, listen, I'm not even comparing it to like the fucking friendlies gallon. Like I'm already in the like, yeah. like local the craft artisanal, artisanal yeah. ice cream. So I'm not even saying that you need to be the price of like a Hagen Dazs or a friendlies, but no. like it is expensive. I'm already like kind of a bougie bitch when it comes to <laughs> my ice cream. So like I, I know who I am as a consumer. Like I, you could upsell me on anything, but like at some point I got to draw line too so the planet oat was like 6.99 the van loon's like 11.99 12.99 basically they, they replied back like oh sorry and i was just like are you like that's that's what we're gonna do so then we just went back and forth for a little bit but we made up they sent me some some wonderful gift certificates i got some free van loon out of it planet oat of all of all like I think the the thing that should be called on this, they never responded at all. Which is very the, surprising. The free to publicity me. they got from me. I mean, like we're talking about DMs. Like that was for sure the most engagement oh, I'm that sure. I've ever gotten from people. People were like following along with faded breath. Um, and so you know, like missed opportunity by Planet Oat. Me and Van Leeuwen have since made up, and you know, I, I got nothing but good things to say. And I think it was just my grocery store too, because like. They closed that grocery store. I go, I go to Whole Foods now. It's even like cheaper in Whole Foods. It's only like well, yeah. Some of those some products are like more like the Dagostino around here is the fucking most overpriced grocery store in the entire world. And I'm like, who is your clientele? Yeah. Because the people like it's very questionable. Like I would not eat produce. I think it smells. So, I hate that grocery <laughs> store. Like Joe and I joke, how much would you have to pay me to eat the rotisserie chicken? Like the whole the place just grosses me out. But it's so overpriced. It's so I'm like, crazy. how how are you still in existence? Yeah, like I it's I don't know. Some of these grocery stores, the mom and pops, they they, they struggle. Here yes, in the city. but I did it. I have partnered with Planet Oat, so we're gonna have, have to. You? Yeah, but with their oat milk, so we're gonna have to very good too. Get you in touch with them, and yeah, please. We do. need I a mean, response. Yeah, I mean, I like Planet. 
Planet Oat. Like I, I, I was a big proponent. People started buying Planet Oat ice cream. Like after I you're an OG influencer. <laughs> See, that, but that's this is the exact point. Like that came so natural to you that social media thing, and like that's oh, yeah. what performed so well because it was something that was like you weren't forcing it. It was just you being no. like, why the fuck is this ice cream so expensive? And it had people like Maddie literally sent it to everyone I know. <laughs> My sister's like, everyone go watch these stories. It's the funniest thing in the world. Like I was dying. So that just goes to show like yeah. if you're doing something that like comes naturally to you and it's not like an overthought thing, yeah. that's what performs. Comes very yeah, comes very natural when it comes to ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know me. I mean, I could talk about ice cream all day. Um, Well, thank you so much for being on here. For everyone who wants more of you, who should be everyone (laughs) listening, is the best place to follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Instagram at Kapazah, K A P P A Z A H. Okay. Yeah. Love, love when people follow along. Love to follow people too. Yeah. Cool people doing interesting stuff out here. Lots of cool people. And make sure you guys follow. And I mean, hopefully, we will also get to see some olympic stuff i'm gonna have so many questions about olympic village if you end up going there like i need the ins and outs and like all the fucking (laughs) i'm gonna be texting you up the wazoo i if you're not on social media sharing i just want videos i got you (laughs) i could do that all right well thank you so much c no problem thanks cammy you guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode of freckled foodie and friends It really means the world to me. It means more to me than you could ever know. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please head over to wherever you consume your podcast and rate and or review the show. It not only helps the show's growth, but it really makes my day when I go through and read all of the reviews. If you aren't already, please follow along over on Instagram at Freckled Foodie for my way too active channel and at ff and friends pod for more information on the podcast i hope you have a wonderful day and i can't wait to give you the next episode